Hi, thanks for watching Devotionables, Brief Devotions for Busy People. A couple of weeks ago, we looked at the story in 2 Kings chapter 5 about Naaman, the, the commander of the Syrian army, second only in command to the king of Syria. He had this huge problem. He was a leper, and we, we noted that God works on a grand scale. He works on a global scale. God is in, in control of all of the earth and all of the universe, but He also works in, in a personal scale. That He's involved in the, the minutia, the details of your life and my life, and He was involved in Naaman's life. Now I want us to go back to 2 Kings 5 and to look exactly how God was involved in Naaman's life. You know, a lot of times we may be seeking the Lord praying about certain things in our life. And the Lord will bring about solutions, answers to prayer, and we kind of scoff at them. We think, oh, that's God can't answer a prayer in that way. No, I need, I need it to be answered in this way or that way. Naaman is going to have a little bit of that in 2 Kings chapter 5. The way that the Lord will see fit to work in Naaman's life he will work through seemingly insignificant people and through a seemingly insignificant means. First, we see this little girl. This little girl, she was an Israelite, a Hebrew. And so during one of the raids where the Syrians would come and they would just loot and plunder and destroy, they would take people away. And this little girl must have been one of those, she was taken away in one of these raids, and now she's in the house of Naaman. And she's going to say something that this maybe seems kind of small, but she says in verse 3 of chapter 5, she says to her mistress, Would that my Lord, or with the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. It's one verse. And it's interesting that she, she could be bitter. You know, you think about Joseph. He could have been bitter. And yet, what, what does he tell his brothers in Genesis? What you intended for evil, the Lord has meant for good to save, to save. Now, a lot of times we may be embittered with where the Lord has us. But here, this young servant girl who was taken from her homeland, taken from her family, she could be embittered. She could say, man, I'm not going to serve a God who would let me be taken to this crazy place. Yet her faith remains strong, and she, she speaks her faith. She proclaims her faith to Naaman. Were that my, my Lord in Israel, where there is Yahweh, right? Were that my master go to where the prophets are. And so she speaks a good word. She doesn't allow her circumstances to keep her from being uh, faithful to the Lord and proclaiming. And the Lord will use this proclamation uh, to Naaman to get him to go. So he, he heeds this advice. He goes. So we would think this could be insignificant. It's a little girl. And yet this girl will speak this powerful truth to Naaman. And he goes. He speaks to his king. And he gets the proper papers and things to go to Israel. And so he goes to Israel. And then he shows up. And he gets there. And Elisha, Elisha is the prophet of Israel at this time. He just you know had replaced Elijah. And so he's he Naaman comes down to Israel. And he asks the king, like, I need to be healed of leprosy. And the king tears his robes, like, what are you talking about? And my God, can I heal? You've come down only to incite me, to incite war, because 
Obviously, these are, these are enemies of one another. Right now, they're, they're at a time of peace. And so the king of Israel saying, you just are here to incite me to violence and war. Elisha steps in and says, king, you've missed this opportunity. Let him come down here that they might know that there is a prophet in Israel. And this really is a way of saying that there is a God in Israel, right? And this reminds us of, of even the Exodus and the, and, the, and the ten plagues that came upon Egypt that Pharaoh might know that Yahweh is God, that Israel might know that Yahweh is God, that the Egyptians might know that Yahweh is God. Here, that Naaman might know that Yahweh is God, send him down. And so he comes down and he's getting ready to go, uh, and he, he's expecting, you know, he's brought all this money, all these gifts, expecting like all this pomp and circumstance. I mean, he is second in command in Syria, right? And so Elisha will come out and, uh, to, you know, all fawn over him and everything. No, that's not the reception he receives. Elisha sends a contingency, say, hey, go tell Naaman to wash in the Jordan River. And Naaman's like, no, what? You got to come out here, bro, and talk to me. Show me some respect. And he's furious, furious. He's not willing to receive the answer the Lord has for him. He's not willing to receive the healing God has for him. It's, it's, it's not, he's not working in the way Naaman wants to have him work. And too often we will miss God's work. We will miss God's blessings. We will miss God's answers to prayer because we're like, no, God can't work in that way. God can't answer my prayer in that way. Let's not do that, guys. Let's not do that. We're going to pick up this story again tomorrow. We'll see what Naaman's response will be. Blessings to you today. Thank you.